Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is WSBT's Community Update on 96.1 WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. Two years ago this week, a police shooting sparked cries for change. On the anniversary Wednesday, South Bend's Board of Public Safety approved a new use of force policy for the department. The shooting of Eric Logan by white former South Bend police officer Ryan O'Neill was the thing that sparked these calls for change. Two years later, those changes have been made and there could be more. We did. We did a lot of work. A lot of work went into this. After a year of work, the South Bend Board of Public Safety approved changes to the police department's use of force policy that were put forward by Mayor James Mueller. Those changes focus mostly on wording. Some of the major ones, including expanding the definition of what is and isn't an imminent threat to an officer's safety. We wanted to make sure that, um, you know, the public, um, when they encounter an officer, that they're safe and when an officer encounters somebody, um, that they make sure that they treat this person with, with respect and dignity and making sure that, hey, we want to make sure to protect and also serve um, our public um, in a good way. Pastor Claval Hunter is a member of Faith in Indiana. The group has been one of the major driving forces behind the policy changes. On the anniversary of Eric Logan's death, Hunter says he's glad to see some progress being made. This is not going to bring... Um, Mr. Eric Logan back, but to see that um, the police force, the mayor, the city is taking active steps to ensure that this this never happens again. One thing the board was clear about is that this policy will be changed in the future if need be. This is a living document and we want the public to know that, that it's not a perfect document. Um, it's not going to be placed on the shelf. We are going to do our part to ensure that um, um, they continue to review um, this policy, keep it updated. Pastor Hunter said he was confident that Chief Ruskowski and the city would do their best to make sure that this policy is implemented and followed. WSBT 22's Max Lewis reporting. A debate Tuesday about whether police officers should be in South Bend schools and what they should do there. The last contract between the schools and the city was written in 2012, but does not have an end date. The subject is back in the spotlight after an officer was asked to leave an empowerment zone school. They're not making any final decisions or making any policy changes, but the city says that they want to educate people about what the program looks like right now and then get their input for the future. So right at this moment, there are four police officers who cover six schools in South Bend. People with a spectrum of opinions sat down to talk out their feelings on resource officers, sharing key takeaways at the end. The thing most had in common included wanting to do what's best for the kids and updating the 2012 agreement. So much has changed. That document needs to be updated. Janet Evelyn says she thinks tonight's conversation with police, parents, community members, and school administrators was a start. There should be more representation from the different groups. Have a conversation with, with the students. 
School leaders, police, and past students testified about the positive experiences they've had in the past with resource officers. There's vast respect for the individuals in the SRO positions in the schools. That was something that I heard tonight as well, that it's not about the individuals themselves, but it is about some of the structural questions about having a police presence in our schools and whether that's appropriate or not. Saying going forward, the one-page document should be expanded to clarify the expectations of the roles. But there was a question about whether the SROs are actually trained in the right way that they need to to address some of the issues that are prevalent with kids today. Issues like mental health problems, issues like substance abuse. The mayor saying it's a good idea to look at it beyond just the binary issue of whether officers belong in schools or not. I want to make sure that our officers are doing the work with the community and building trust with the community and that the community wants, uh, believes in what our officers are doing. So I believe we can get there and, and that's exactly what we're working on right now. While we heard a lot of strong personal and individual anecdotes about these officers in the school, one of the common things I heard from people who attended is that they want to take a broader look and get some more data about the effectiveness of those school resource officers. Another thing that was brought up is that some people want to debate whether guns should even be in schools in the first place. WSBT 22, Selena Guevara reporting. Both the Mishawaka Police and Parks Department are saying enough is enough for those who find it funny to damage city parks. There's been a recent spike in damage, 13 acts of vandalism so far this year in Mishawaka Parks, 10 in Central Park. There were only three acts of vandalism reported last year. For everybody else, we're going to fix these problems, but then we're also going to hold them accountable. It's been a reoccurring issue every summer where kids decide to make bad decisions. So far this year, the department has responded to 13 cases, the majority here at Central Park. Having fun in the splash pad or getting the point in a game of pickleball, the right way to use the parks. This is not. We want this great resource for our community and for visitors to be able to enjoy. And not have to worry about coming to and seeing things torn apart, uh, dismantled, defaced. Lieutenant Tim Williams says kids sliced open the exercise stations and later used a skateboard to smash all the lights on the stage. Repairs add up and take away from the park experience. It's at least six weeks to eight weeks to get those lights back in now. And so now we have duct tape on our stage, which is a beautiful stage for everybody to enjoy all summer, that now uh, doesn't have lights on the bottom of it because of these kids. They've also dealt with graffiti, arson, and kids climbing the pavilions. To crack down, police will be increasing patrols throughout the Mishawaka parks. But a friendly reminder, you're on camera. We have cameras in our parks. We're going to use those videos to help identify the people that are actually doing it. So that means if you're the person in it, you may end up on social media. But luckily, we have uh, we know who did it, and we're, we're coming after them. Williams says for the kids, it's game over. But for their parents, be prepared. Yeah, I believe our city is going to end up sending them a bill, uh, you know, for the cost to uh, replace or, you know, fix it up. He hopes that will be the ticket to squashing any future damage. You know, the bottom line is, know where your children are. So if they're out running the streets at 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning, and they're not out, uh, you know, doing possibly good things. They're out there, you know, getting in trouble. Williams says they've already identified several of the kids through those cameras, and those cases will be sent to the prosecutor's office. And any kid caught vandalizing will be banished from these parks. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting.
A startup is looking for people who want to solve local, everyday challenges. Ivanti wants to help you explore a problem you're passionate about and ultimately develop a company to solve it. Program participants can get investment funding. But first, they go through a three-month remote part-time program to determine if their concept's solid. If so, Ivanti will invest $20,000 to start the company full-time and help them get a pilot off the ground here in South Bend. Maria Gibbs and Dustin Mix founded Invanti in South Bend a couple years ago. Now they're looking for the next group of initiators. So somebody who is like really motivated to solve problems but just feels so intimidated about having an idea. I'm not an ideas person. I'm not the person who knows how to come up with ideas. Th those are the people we're looking for. Gibbs says some of the problems Invanti's interested in helping participants tackle include housing, transportation, and childcare the kind of things people talk about around the kitchen table. She says program participants can keep their day job while they work with Invanti to determine if they feel confident building a company. Giving people an opportunity kind of in a part-time capacity to, to really explore around and be patient until they find the thing that they're going to be really excited for. And that's when we can come in, make an investment, and help them make that transition. Maybe you quit your job, um, and now you can be focused on building this company full-time. Gibbs says there's value in locally-based startups because innovations coming out of places like New York and California don't fully address our unique challenges here. There are lots of people who live in cities like South Bend, like 40% of Americans live in cities like this, and there are so many opportunities to build big, impactful companies that solve really important problems. She says they're looking for a diverse group of people to be in this next cohort. Applications are due by July 22nd. WSBT 22's Caroline Torrey reporting. The deadline is quickly approaching for Indiana 8th graders to get signed up for the 21st Century Scholars Program. It provides college tuition assistance to low-income students. Education leaders are pushing everyone to get enrolled. The 21st Century Scholars Program provides up to four years of tuition assistance to eligible students. They have to sign up when they're in 8th grade in order to be eligible, and that deadline is just 15 days from now. Leaders from St. Joseph County school districts and universities came together this morning in a push to get students signed up for the 21st Century Scholars Program. Individuals with a college degree benefit from job security, employment opportunities, and higher wages. There are serious short-term and long-term implications for this, folks. Someone who knows those implications all too well is Natasha Lance, who is now a youth behavior specialist at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Elkhart County. She attended IUSB and earned a degree in social work, all thanks to the program. I just appreciate IU South Bend and the 21st Century Scholars Program so much, and I don't think that I would be able to have achieved my master's degree without it because it actually paid for my um, undergraduate degree, so I was able to um, pay for my master's degree. The program enrolls students when they're in eighth grade. They then have to maintain good academic and behavioral standing throughout high school. The tuition can then be used at Indiana's public universities. The end is not actually to achieve a two-year degree or a four-year degree. The end is to end up in a decent job where these students can pull themselves out of poverty and most likely their children and their children's children and so on. That June 30th deadline is also important to high schoolers already enrolled in the program who need to complete certain steps to stay eligible. They need to make sure they complete the steps required to actually get the scholarship. Um, so we've been helping with that too, reaching out to them one by one. The Community Foundation of St. Joseph County is offering assistance to anybody who needs help signing up. Again, that deadline is June 30th and it is 8th graders' final chance 
to be a part of this program. Once again, WSBT 22's Max Lewis reporting. After a year off because of COVID, the Police Athletic League, or PAL, is back in South Bend for the summer of 2021. The program's been around since 2006. It was a great start to the summer season for PAL hot dogs and hamburgers galore as families were able to come out and meet some of South Bend's police officers parents they get to know the officers going to be around their kids. The South Bend Police Athletic League kicked off at Adams High School. Their main goal, keeping kids busy and helping them out. I mean, it gives, it provides a safe place to play and it also gives the community and the police to, to get to know one another, uh, to, 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 to not only uh, get to know each other but learn from each other. The program offers tennis, football, swimming and boxing. But more than that, Captain Heron wants families to know that the program is offering a chance to show how much the SBPD is there for its citizens. We, we love the interaction between the community and the police. We're not just involved in the community, we're invested in the community. So we want to continue to, to build that relationship, continue to work on that relationship, to let everyone know that, hey, the South Bend Police Department, we're, we're your friend, we want to help. Lowe's sponsored the event. Store manager Ricky Ward says they wanted to be involved. The biggest thing is, this is a program that's offering free activities for the summer months to all the youth in the community. Give them something to do other than being bad on the streets or unproductive um, in someone's um, yards and not doing the right thing. Police say this summer's enrollment is expected to be on par with pre-COVID numbers, which is usually a few hundred kids every summer. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. South Bend police are trying to discourage reckless driving on major thoroughfares such as Lincoln Way. Some of the drivers could get a ticket, get their car impounded, or get arrested. Their actions could have also killed or hurt themselves or others. Consequences that could also touch many other people. Nobody has a right to drive. Driving is a privilege, uh, as well as having a driver's license and insurance. Uh, and quite frankly, there's rules of the road. And those rules weren't followed along Lincoln Way West. In this video posted on Facebook, you can see drivers speeding on the wrong side of the road through red lights. FOP President Harvey Mills says this to those drivers. Stop. You're going to kill someone. Wouldn't it make perfect sense, and I know this is rhetorical, make perfect sense for family and friends to say, hey, knock it off. I don't want you hurt or killed, and I don't want you hurting or killing somebody else. Before the dangerous driving, three officers were called to a gas station to disperse a large crowd causing a disturbance. That left fewer than 20 SBPD officers patrolling the city. There aren't enough officers uh, out there to both respond to the call and then enforce an action afterward. Police Chief Scott Ryskowski says the department has had to get help from the state and county police. But even with the help, police response to this sort of reckless behavior could take away vital response time to other serious calls. Unfortunately, we have to put calls on hold. We have to start stacking calls now because we're responding to these or the crashes from them or the shots fired from them. And people who may need our life and death assistance aren't able to get it right away. Chief Ryskowski says that they're investigating and looking for the other cars involved. He says one was just impounded. WSBT 22's Caroline Torrey reporting. The views expressed on WSBT's community update are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host, WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us again next week on Community Update on the Sports Leader, 96.1 WSBT. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 